Gospel this morning is found there in Luke 7 verses 41 and 42 Luke 7 verse 41 there was a certain creditor which had two devils the one owed 500 pence the other 50 and when they had nothing to pay he frankly forgave them both tell me therefore which of them will love him both we have before us in our reading here this morning in Luke chapter 7 a beautiful portrait of a woman who was deeply in love with Christ we are introduced to her first of all as a sinner she had been a deep dyed sinner because she is described verse 37 as a woman in the city which was a sinner she was a woman of the streets she is the New Testament equivalent of Rahab the harlot Joshua 2 in verse 1 but notice she was now we can say a new creature in Christ Jesus all things that old life, that old sinful wicked life passed away and for this woman behold all things have become new we know that from what Luke has recorded saying behold the woman in the city which was a sinner which was a sinner her old sinful life was behind her she was a sinner but now she's a new creature in Christ and then we see what the Lord said regarding her sinful life verse 47 I say unto thee her sins which are many are forgiven they are forgiven so this woman didn't come in to the house of Simon the Pharisee to be cleansed, to be saved from her sin. She came in because she was cleansed. Because the Lord had done a work in her heart. I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. That's why the Savior said, for she loves much her sins have been forgiven many sins the Lord said and because so many sins in her life have been forgiven now we read she loved much as well as the sinner we notice the service that is the service that she rendered unto the Lord. You look there in verse 38. This woman 
were told stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment there's her service we see that from the moment this woman entered the house of Simon the Pharisee she spent her time at the feet of Christ we're told that in that verse 38 we've just read that we may be prompted to ask the question why? why did she spend so much time at the feet of Christ? other women in the gospels we read came to the Lord and anointed his head but here we read this woman spent her time at the feet of Christ I believe we have the answer over in Isaiah in chapter 52 you look there Isaiah 52 and verse 7 how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings we know the meaning of the word gospel the word gospel means good tidings how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth the gospel or bringeth good tidings that publisheth peace that bringeth good tidings of good that publisheth salvation that saith unto Zion thy God reigneth and surely we understand that it was the Lord Jesus and through his feet walking to wherever this woman was and whenever the Lord walked to wherever this woman was, what did he bring? He, bring? he brought good tidings. He published peace unto this woman. And what we have here, does it not demonstrate that this woman spent her time at the feet of Christ because of that very reason? He had brought salvation he had brought the gospel of grace and salvation to this woman indeed if you look carefully at that verse 38 this woman did five things at the feet of Christ now we know what the number five Bible numbers mean in grace look there first of all she stood at his feet she washed his feet she wiped his feet she kissed his feet she anointed his feet emphasizing that it was through grace that the Lord saved this woman and according to grace washed away all her sins and she spent her time at the feet of Christ 
because those faith had brought to her the message of the gospel and brought peace to that woman as well as the sinner and the service look at something else look at the silence <clears throat> here is an example that action speaks louder than words Luke of course is the one who records this incident and yet he does not record one word spoken by this woman in other words she served the Lord in silence she didn't have to say anything about how much she loved the Lord her actions told everybody in that house this woman loves the Lord Jesus Christ her actions demonstrated how much she loved him and so she served in silence but then as so often happens a Pharisee a Pharisee had to spoil the scene with his criticism not so much of the woman but as always of the Lord Jesus they're always out to criticize the Lord and here this Simon the Pharisee was no exception all of this man was really a prophet he would know that she is a great sinner well, how foolish was Simon the Lord was more than a prophet as we will say in a moment or two so in the defense of this woman the Lord told this parable to explain why she loved the Lord so much we look at the parable again there was a certain creditor which had two debtors the one owed 500 pence and the other 50 and when they had nothing to pay he freely forgave them both then the Lord challenges Simon tell me therefore which of them will love him most lovely parable to demonstrate the reason why this woman loved the Lord so much oh how I love Jesus basically that's what she was saying by her actions want you to notice first of all the criticism criticism of course that came from Simon regarding Simon's criticism of the Lord we're told he spake within himself saying he spake within himself saying 
Notice regarding the criticism, the Lord's awareness. The Lord's awareness. We see what this Pharisee said within himself. This man, if he were a prophet, well, as we pointed out, he's more than a prophet. He is God. And he knew exactly what Simon was thinking. Simon didn't have to say anything. The Lord knew what was in his mind. Why? Because the Lord is omniscient. He's all wise. He knows all things. You turn to Matthew. Nine. I could give you many references, but one or two will suffice. Matthew nine, verse three and four. Behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, "This man blasphemeth," and Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said. Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? What do we read? Certain of the scribes said within themselves, and then we read the Lord knew their thoughts. He knew exactly what they were thinking. Why do you think evil in your hearts? Go to Matthew 12. Matthew 12, verse 24. But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. And Jesus knew their thoughts. See? Jesus knew their thoughts. Remember, just when it come to that, when we were studying for our educational qualification to enter into the theological hall we had uh, we had to do study certain books I had to get a private tutor to come and teach us myself and two other young men who were going into the theological hall and one of the books we had to read and study was they called Lord of the Flies. Not much of a book, I can tell you. Lord of the Flies. And I discovered something. Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies. <laughs> so I was able to tell our tutor, that's what Lord of the Flies, that's where the, the name comes from. Beelzebub. But there's a few references. Look at Luke chapter 6. Luke 6, verses 7 and 8. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him, but he knew their thoughts. Don't think we need to. Look at any more references. He knew their thoughts 
Now, as the Lord knew the thoughts of Simon, and the Lord knew the thoughts of those others, the scribes and the Pharisees, at other times, does that not tell us the Lord knows our thoughts? The Lord knows what we are thinking. Because nothing is hidden from the Lord omniscient. And what goes through our minds at times? What thoughts did the Lord, does the Lord know that are in our mind or in our heart? Sobering, isn't it? As well as the Lord's awareness, we have the Lord's answer. We've just considered what Simon the Pharisee was thinking about the Lord and about the woman. So it was in his mind. Yet we read that Jesus answered and said unto him. So we have the thoughts of Simon. And yet we read and Jesus answered. And so Simon did not need to speak audibly for the Lord to answer him. The Lord knew what he was thinking and he might as well spoke aloud to the Lord because we read and Jesus answered him. The Lord answered what Simon was thinking in his heart. This would lead us to wonder how the Lord would answer some of our thoughts. And the Lord knows our thoughts. The Lord knows what's going through our mind. I wonder how he would answer us. As he answered Simon. Especially if some of those thoughts are not becoming a Christian. How would the Lord answer us? Instead, let us make the words of the psalmist our prayer. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Last two verses of the psalm. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist was aware that the Lord knew his thoughts. But he did pray, See if there be any wicked way in me. Remove those wicked thoughts. Think also of the Lord answering the thoughts of Simon. Then the Lord would answer our thoughts. As I said, I wonder how it would. We notice not only the Lord's awareness, the Lord's answer. We have the Lord's arrest, the Lord arresting Simon. No doubt Simon 
didn't expect the words to come from the lips of the Savior there in verse 40 and Jesus answered and said unto him Simon I have somewhat to say unto thee I have no doubt Simon was rather surprised certainly the Lord arrested him especially look again at verse 40 and Jesus answering said unto him Simon he addressed him by name there were others in the house we know that by the end of our reading there were others in the house but out of all in that house the Lord said Simon in other words the Lord spoke personally and directly to this man Simon have you ever been in a meeting and the word has been preached and it was as if the Lord spoke to you personally as if the Lord's word just got a hold of your heart I often make mention of Pastor Willie Mullen great Baptist preacher over in Durgan town of Lurgan in, in Northern Ireland he used to love to listen to Willie Mullen was preaching at a mission hall in Belfast it was called the Cold Man's Mission it was located near the docks in Belfast it was called the Cold Man's Mission because whenever the coal would come in on the boats, then the coal men would gather up their coal to, to take it to uh, different residences. And so the coal man had a mission for there. And one night, Pastor Mullen was preaching. And he was preaching the gospel. And in the middle of the message, in the middle of his preaching, a man in the congregation jumped up Mr. Mullen, I need to get saved now. I need to be saved now. And somebody in the meeting had to take him out and lead him to Christ. Because in Mr. Mullen's preaching, the Lord spoke directly to that man as if he called out his name. The message was so personal to that individual. Why wouldn't you like to see more meetings? More meetings like that. More results just like that. God's word had arrested that man. God has spoken to him personally. Well, that's what the Lord did here. And you know, believer, you know, sinner, when the Lord speaks to us personally, and we know it's a word from the Lord we ought to say to Simon Master say on not turn a deaf ear but say to the Lord Master say on 
as well as the criticism we don't understand the challenge the Lord now directly challenged what Simon the Pharisee was thinking about this woman and what she did to the Saviour that's when the Lord now tells this parable that we've read there in verses 41 and 42 when you look at that parable first thing you notice first thing you notice is the problem the Lord said there was a certain creditor which had two debtors the one owed 500 pence and the other 50 and when they had nothing to pay there's the problem they didn't have the money to pay one owed 500 pence and the other owed 50 and that illustrates the life of sinners all sinners well we know Paul said all of sin that come short of the glory of God but we know from the teaching of scripture and we know from what we see around us today there are those who would be greater sinners than others they live their lives with no fear of God before their eyes no fear of God they live as if there's no hell they live as if there's no judgment there's no fear of God they live with godless abandonment but they both the person who lives as it were or seeks to live on the clean side of the broad road are those who live as I say with godless abandonment they both have the same problem the problem is they cannot solve their sin as the Lord spoke here about this two people one owed 50 and the other owed 500 didn't matter because none of the two of them had the money to pay their debt and that pictures for us today sinners cannot pay the debt that they owe to God no sir doesn't matter doesn't matter if the person the church goer and seeks to live a clean life still a sinner and sin is an abomination in the eyes of a holy God thrice holy God and just like the person who tries to live a clean life so the person who lives as deep dyed sinners live in the quagmire of sin they have nothing to pay they cannot afford salvation they cannot save themselves that's the problem 
and there's only one solution Christ is the solution Christ is the answer he's the solution to the problem indeed that's what the Lord teaches here in this parable so as well as the problem we have the pardon in his parable the Lord tells us that the creditor frankly forgive them that's something the creditor frankly forgive them both you would think well it may not be too difficult to forgive the person who owes 50 but to give the man who owed 500 that would be a different matter but still we read the creditor forgive them both frankly forgive them that word frankly the word frankly means freely boy does not give you a wonderful picture of Christ's salvation he freely gave them both used to emphasize the grace that was involved in this forgiveness and listen you're saved today you can thank God that you were forgiven freely the Lord didn't ask for anything well he did what the Lord asked for is that we repent of our sin and repentance wouldn't cost us anything repent that your sins may be blotted out blotted out never to be remembered against you anymore forever what though the accuser roared of evils I have done sure I know them all and thousands more but Jehovah findeth none why? because they're blotted out the Lord <coughs> spoke to Simon the Pharisee and pointed out to him the great work of salvation that this woman was freely forgiven <coughs> by the creditor which speaks to us of the Lord I had a debt I could not pay he paid the debt he did not owe I needed someone to wash my sins away and now I sing a brand new song amazing grace all day long Christ Jesus paid the debt that I could never pay that's right Christ paid the debt that we could never pay what is that I would call that grace Paul calls it grace for by grace are you saved are you saved 
and not of yourself. It is the gift of God. And just as the creditor, listen, the creditor frankly or freely forgave them both. What does that tell us? That tells us that the creditor bore the cost of both debts. He bore the cost of both the debts. Speaks to us of Christ. He bore the cost of our debt to God. He bore the cost of our sin. For we were indeed not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of the Lamb, without blemish and without spot. Christ bore the death. He was made sin. Pointed out before, it's important. He wasn't made a sinner. He was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. As well as the problem and the pardon, we have the passion. The Lord now challenges Simon, saying, Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? And Simon rightly concluded, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. Lord, of course, was speaking about the woman. She would have been represented by the one who owed 500 pence. She had been forgiven most. And because she had been forgiven most, she loved the Lord most. And that's why she spent that time in verse 38 at the feet of Christ. That's true, isn't it? When you look back on your life and consider what the Lord has done for you. And you look back on your life and you consider how the Lord has forgiven you for all your sins. And maybe the things you got into in your earlier days. You wouldn't want anybody to know. But if you know Christ, they're all forgotten. They're all washed away. And whenever they're all washed away, you can say, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. He loved me and gave himself for me. And took away all of my hideous, filthy sins. And made me a child of his. Look over the next chapter of the the opening three verses and it came to pass afterward that he went throughout every city mark those words he went throughout every city and village 
preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with them and certain women listening which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities Mary called Magdalene out of whom went seven devils and Joanna the wife of Cusa Herod Stuart and Susanna and many others which ministered unto him of their substance they're in Galilee with the Lord these women and we're told that amongst those women the Lord had cast out evil spirits we're told particularly of Mary and Magdalene out of whom went seven devils she would have been a great sinner and yet wherever the Lord went we're told he travelled through the cities and villages and these women followed him ministered unto him of their own substance does that not tell you how much they loved the Lord for what the Lord had done for them and then you go over to Matthew 27 and there you meet Mary Magdalene again in Matthew 27 and there we read in verse 55 and many women which were beholding afar <coughs> listen which followed Jesus from Galilee ministering on to him you know how far it is from Galilee to Jerusalem it's over a hundred miles it's over a hundred miles and we read about the women ministering to the Lord there in Luke 8 in Galilee and now where, where, where do we find them we find them in Jerusalem a hundred miles away in other words they ministered on to the Lord through all the villages and all the towns and cities that the Lord entered they followed him ministered on to him of their own substance I think that's love I would call that love unspeakable and full of glory these women loved the Lord Mary Magdalene loved her Savior and when Joseph of Arimathea went and took down the body of Christ and brought it and laid it in his own sepulchre Mary Magdalene was there watching how the body of Christ was laid in the tomb she followed him as it were right till he was buried resurrection morning it was one of the first of the two Mary Magdalene that was love Apostle Paul knew all about that Paul says the Son of God loved me 
and gave himself. As well as the criticism and the challenge, we have the conclusion. The Lord challenged Simon. Simon answered, and the Savior responded to Simon, said, Thou hast rightly judged, you've got it right. He who's forgiven much will love much. And here we have then the truth. Simon the Pharisee recognized the truth that the Lord taught in this parable. He who couldn't understand why this woman who was a great sinner treated the Lord the way she did he couldn't understand it yet through this parable he was made to understand why? because this woman had been forgiven much therefore she loved much that's why that's why she stood at his feet that's why she washed his feet with tears that's why she dried those feet with her hair. <coughs> That's why she anointed those feet. That's why she kissed those feet. Because she had been forgiven much. Remember what the Lord said? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Well, that woman did that that day. Demonstrated that she loved the Lord her God with all her heart. She could put her hand on her heart and say, Lord Jesus, I love thee. She loved the Lord with all of her heart, all of her very soul. That goes even deeper. And all of her mind. As well as the truth, you have the teaching. Not take time to go through it, but you look at verses 44, 45, and 46. And the Lord was over what this woman did for him, and the reason why she did it was because she loved him. And Simon, I come into your house, and you didn't do anything. You didn't express any love for me at all. But this woman did. Have you had your sins forgiven? Can you say that you love the Lord today? If you say, yes, I love the Lord, then how do you show that love? We see here how this woman showed her love. And we have been forgiven. Then let us learn from this woman how she demonstrated her love for her Savior. Oh, I, I love Jesus. Then you have the testimony. In verse 47, there we read. The Lord's testimony. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven. 
Remember, she loved much, but to her never was forgiven. The same love of love. The Lord gave her testimony. She has been forgiven much. The Lord said, That's why she loves me. That's why she loves me much as well. What a wonderful story that is. Oh, hi. I love Jesus. <coughs> and the Lord bless the words of our hearts. Bless God as well. Our dear Lord and gracious God, can say today afresh, Lord Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. To thee all the pleasures of sin I wish. Thy gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. Never I love thee. My Jesus is not. Lord, my pray every believer here this morning will tell the Lord afresh, I love thee. And any who don't know the Lord cannot say they love the Lord. Dear Lord, turn their heart. Turn their heart to embrace Christ, to fall in love with Christ. And to ask him, Lord, be merciful to be a sinner. And then I will love thee with all of my heart, soul, and mind. Dear Lord, be with us throughout this day. Keep thy hand upon us. Lord, be pleased to return us to thy house this evening. We might learn more from thy word learn more about our Saviour. And in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, your abiding portion now and forevermore.